minutes past two o'clock and you're listening to the one two three show with me noreen mayor on this wednesday afternoon and since it's wednesday it really is one of my favorite times of the week because we welcome back on the program cruzy mccalligan cruz it's great to speak to you for our midweek audio column how are you Hi, Noreen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes, it's a brand new year and hopefully 2022 will be a, a great year. Um, and we, we, we can only have hope and be optimistic, I think. That's the thing. Fingers <laughs> crossed, hands on our hearts. <laughs> I like the segue. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> what are we talking about today? We're talking about the human hand. Um, which is a remarkable, remarkable thing. And the reason we're talking about the human hand is because um, it's just interesting. With the pandemic world we live in at the moment, it's fascinating. I have never spent so much time, like, cleaning my hands, washing my hands, sterilizing my hands, doing that for my children, um, and then also almost feeling quite apprehensive about the hands of Others, do you yes. get this as well? I you do. know, like you think do, do that person just touched hand- that, and do yeah. you still shake hands with people, or is it, or people uh, are still doing the elbow? I mean, uh, it's it's a weird. There's thing. a big pause. There's a big pause before someone shakes hands with me, and I'm a little bit apprehensive about it, almost sort of like subconsciously, you know. And then, do you um, sterilize your hands after you shake I do. hands? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um, and I'm sad about this because I actually love shaking someone's hand. Mm. I always have. I find it really um, a really lovely gesture of connection and quite a powerful gesture of connection, right? And um, we can talk about the, the handshake in a little while. But, um, yeah, the human hand is kind of quite a remarkable thing. And at the moment we're, you know, it's this funny kind of like, I'm going to say poisoned chalice, even though I know that's the wrong metaphor for what I mean. But it's like this remarkable piece of engineering and tactile um, connection, everything. And at the same time, it's the human hand that has spread the virus. You know what I mean? That we have the potential, that it has the potential to be this vessel of of something bad. Yes, Yes. this carrier of something evil. And at the same time is this symbol of connection and humanity and everything else. Not that you have to have hands to be be human. I would like to point out that if you, um, someone with a limb difference is worthy of but the, the hand itself is really, really fascinating. Um, there are around 29 major and minor bones in the human hand, but that number is actually not universal. Some of us have more or less bones than others in our hands. I didn't realize that was even possible. Um, only 10 to 15 percent of the entire pop- human population is left-handed. And it's quite a small population, actually. Yeah, are you, I thought are be you right-handed? I'm right-handed. Um, my mum is left-handed. Well, no, she's ambidextrous because... Um, Back in the day in Chinese culture, it wasn't. It was frowned upon to be left-handed. So my, my I know my mom would used to get um, told off by my granddad, sometimes slapped um, for being left-handed. Very odd, very, very strange. But of course nowadays we, oh, he's left-handed. That's so gifted or whatever. But no, no, no. Back in the day, you get slapped for being left-handed. Oh my goodness me! <laughs> but at least now it's she so can sad. use both her hands for chopsticks yeah. and for writing. Um, wow! My goodness me! It's remarkable. Yeah. My goodness. Um, actually, only one in a hundred people are, are naturally ambidextrous. Um, so it's even probably even that same number for somebody who's had to learn to be so. So that's yeah. um, that's quite remarkable. But um, 
The hands, so as I said, they have these, they have uh, all these, these bones, they have at least 123 ligaments, 34 muscles, 48 nerves, and 30 arteries. So quite a complex piece of engineering. The interesting thing about the hand is that most of us will never, hopefully, without reason, perform a human dissection. Um, and if you were to, you on the human hand, and you were to dissect a human hand, you would, um, or to, you don't actually have to, maybe you could just look at a picture of it or a photograph. But um, this, the, you'd see that the hand is one of the most complex and beautiful pieces of natural engineering in the human body. It gives us this powerful grip, but it also allows us to manipulate small objects with great precision, you know, with that fine motor detail, motor control that we have and this versatility sets us apart from every other creature on the planet um, and the hand also has one of the strangest arrangements of muscles in the body because most of its movements are controlled by muscles that aren't actually in the hand they're in the forearm wow oh yeah like um the, uh, the oh, i forget what the bones are called and the muscles around anyway never mind i know what you mean <laughs> Well, this is the thing. So the forearm, the muscles of the forearm connect to the finger bones via tendons that pass through our very flexible wrists. And this remote musculature gives the fingers movement and strength that would not be possible if all of the muscles had to be directly attached to the fingers. So in effect, the hand is a bony puppet lashed together by ligaments and controlled by the forearm. But this particular arrangement allows us to do so much. And at one extreme, is, for example, the impressive strength of a, uh, a rock climber, for example, and a climber's hands. Have you ever seen, like, someone who's really into to climbing, um, rock climbing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they need to be, like, really, um, their fingers need to be sort of, like, slotting into those gaps. And the, Yes. Yes. Yes, and through, through habitual use and training, even a single finger can, can support the, the entire strength. body's weight. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And then you've got, at the other extreme, a concert pianist who needs great finesse. And this comes from muscles within the hand called intrinsic muscles. So you've got that, that, that incredible strength of the ligaments in the forearm. And then you've actually got the use of the muscles between the fingers and everything else, which is what someone in the concert pianist needs to use. And some of these muscles specifically control the thumb and little finger, um, which are called lumbricals. Oh. <laughs> they're called lumbrical muscles Lumbricals. and they're named um yeah and these are directly and not directly attached to the bones but to tendons and this allow like a wonderful subtlety of movement so it's not that kind of like grip 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 it's like much more delicate movement that's um that's possible which is remarkable um but of course like if we think about um hands themselves um one quarter of the brain's motor cortex. That's the area of our brain that controls all the movement in movement. our bodies. Oh, all movement. No, all Not movement in our bodies. But one quarter, no, one quarter is dedicated to moving the hand muscles. That's amazing. That's a lot of it's, actually not manpower. What am I? What's it, sort of brain, brain power? power yeah, brain that's power. it. Um, Absolutely. For, for one part of our body. But having said that, our hands are sort of responsible for so much of our movements. Absolutely, they are. Absolutely. And so only primates have hands. So the 300 primate species, including humans, apes, monkeys, and um, prosimians, so those are like lemurs, um, that human hands are able to make grips that other primates, such as chimps and gorillas, cannot. And this is because we have shorter hands and a longer, more powerful thumb than our primate relatives.
right? So our hand is quite, a, the, there's a lot of evolution that's gone into it looking the, the way it does and the proportions that it has. Now, what's super interesting is that they are these complex tools. They're adapted over millions of years of evolution. Um, but even the, the, um, the sensitivity of them is also super fascinating. So you have like this intricate system of nerve and specialized touch receptors and your fingertips are able to recognize sensations such as pressure, texture, vibration, pain, temperature. You know, in addition, the tips of your fingers are so apt at communicating with your brain that your consciousness is generally left out of the equation. For example, have you ever noticed that right before reaching for your your cup of tea or your coffee, your hand will assume the shape of the... Assume right? the, the, the shape of the object. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, so, you're right. I didn't... I've never, ever thought about that. And if you're going for a plate, <laughs> um, say you're going to get, I don't know, a, a muffin comes to my mind and you're grabbing the plate <laughs> already, your, your thumbs are sort of like flattening against that. Oh, my gosh, I had never thought of that before. You're right. Isn't that remarkable? Yeah. So it's quite incredible. So we have this, there's a lot that goes on with the human hand. Now, um, as I'm talking to you, obviously remotely, um, and you can't see me, I'm realizing, and I'm trying not to do it, I talk <laughs> with my hands all the time. I'm doing a lot of gesturing. Still that is now, quite irrelevant but I'm not in front of you. But I'm, <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I know what you mean. The hands... <laughs> hands play a big part of communication it doesn't matter if like if somebody sees us or not it helps us with our expression and just getting the words out and even as i'm doing that my hands are rolling forward getting the hands getting the words exactly out. right so it's really interesting um of course the connections we have between others and our hands is also very important it's been shown that holding hands can decrease levels of cortisol the stress hormone and it's so funny to think about that because how often am I walking down the road with my children going, stop it, come here, stop it, come here. And then they're driving nuts. And then... I'm so sorry, Cruzy. I think there's a, a slight sort of delay or slight sort of um, uh, interference. Can you just repeat that again? Even as you're sort of um, shouting after your children. Even as I'm shouting. I, I promise our listeners, we're not trying a to censor. We're not trying to censor Cruz about yelling at her kids. I think that's what you're saying. <laughs> um, it just cut out just at that bit, just as you're uh, shouting after your children. Um, when the minute that I finally get their little hand in mine <laughs> to cross the road or something, oh, yeah. it's just this release, you know, like holding hands. It does just give you that wave of calm over yourself. Oh, that's that's the best hand holding. Just knowing the their hands hand are safe in yours as you cross the road. That's the one. Um, of course, if you were to lose a finger, for example, which one do you think you could lose? Which one do you think we could we could it could go? Which one would be indispensable so, or dispensable rather? Uh, uh, this is this sounds a bit controversial because it's the, it's a finger I, I wear my jewelry on but I, I have to say the ring finger because I often find I don't have much strength in it I find the other fingers 
um, I mean, the thumb and 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 the pointing finger have a, have a sort of big role for pinching and stuff. But then, I mean, the middle finger as well with the gripping. But I find the ring finger. I, I don't know. I don't know. Is there a is there a right answer? Well, that's very interesting. You think that actually, um, a lot of the people a lot of people would say you shouldn't really lose your thumb. Right, because no, um, actually, contrary it. to po- popular belief, thumbs aren't considered fingers. Yeah. They're digits, but they're not fingers. But they're responsible for fifty percent of the function of our hands. Um, so you're right in that the thumb is very important. Um, if you were to lose your thumb, a surgeon would very happily amputate your big toe to replace it and create a new thumb um, and sacrifice one body part for the greater good. Wow, um, but people may have thought i thought maybe you could say that your um you could lose your pinky finger because i'm like it's not really doing anything it's just no, the, the pinky end. is very important i i don't know <laughs> i don't know why i think it's so important but i remember either reading or hearing something it's really quite important well apparently it is actually but the finger that you can lose the finger that you can lose with minimum inconvenience would be your index finger and I think that's the, your point pointing finger, isn't finger. It? Yeah, yep. really. But yes. you, it's for pinching. But you can pinch with your middle finger yes, or your yes. ring finger too, couldn't you? If yeah. you didn't have an index finger. Oh. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking about this. It's like a lot of like pointing, finger wagging. <laughs> you <know>? Picking your <laughs> nose. Small sacrifice. There you go. <laughs> um, but of course... Um, so it's very interesting. Um, now, of course, when we talk about something what we were talking about at the beginning of the program, the handshake... Um, and what that means today, and if we do it um, anymore, um, it has actually existed in some form or another for thousands of years, but its origins are quite murky. So one popular theory is that the gesture began as a way of conveying peaceful intentions. So by extending your empty right hand, strangers could show that they were not holding weapons and they bore no ill will toward one another. Um, and some even suggest that the up and down motion of a handshake was supposed to out. Which finger would you lose then, Cruzy? Which finger would I lose? Yeah, if you had to. Mm. <laughs> it's so hard. This. I guess my pointer finger. <laughs> That's because you know, you know that one is the one that isn't as useful. Would you have picked that anyway? No, I don't know. Sometimes my daughter has a really bad habit of wag. I'm not a finger wagger, but she wags her finger at me. <laughs> and um, I often think, I'm like, I'm going to chop that little finger off you don't stop wagging it at me. I wouldn't do that, obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> I do so... think to myself. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, well, finger wagging. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I've done that a few times to my kids. Like, don't do that. Go over there. And just sort of like using my hands to point. Yes. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I was just talking about handshakes. Sorry, Cruzy, it's sort of cut out a, a little bit. Nine minutes before the three o'clock news, we've got Cruzy McCalligan in for this week's audio column. And today we're talking about hands. Um, Cruz, I think I've got you back on. We're talking about handshakes now. We are, and I apologize for cutting out. Um, something, someone has got a hand in the situation. But um, <laughs> handshakes, 
Um, now, handshakes have existed in some form or another for thousands of years, but the origins are quite murky. So one popular theory is that the gesture was a way of showing that you had peaceful intentions, right? So if you extended your empty right hand, strangers could see that you weren't holding any weapons. That makes sense. That makes sense. I think there's a bit and of a delay. So I, I won't interrupt we're supposed you to dislodge any, any. No problem. So they think that um, the up and down motion of the handshake was supposed to dislodge any knives or daggers that might be hidden in a sleeve. So um, that was kind of where the origins of a handshake came from. Um, but while the handshake has had several meanings in the ancient world, it's used as an everyday greeting is, is kind of a more recent thing. Some um, historians believe that, um, you know, that it was, you know, it, it was a greeting that became commonplace, but the... Um, it was, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to shake too rudely or violently or too weakly. It was a way to assess another person's personality and get a feeling for how they are. Um, of course, this is when we get into things like um, hand washing and the realization that hand washing was really important, um, which I'll do another audio column another time because the history of hand washing is super, super fascinating in itself. And I think it deserves a bit of more time. Um, but anyway, so that's the human hand that we were talking about and how it's just quite a remarkable feat of Thank you. Engineering. It's a tool, a symbol in many ways, I suppose. Thank you so much, Cruzy, for, for joining us today. Have you got any hand quotes for us? And definitely hand washing for, for another day, because that, that's a, a lengthy topic that we can really get into, especially during uh, times of COVID. I have two quotes. The first quote is from Immanuel Kant, who said, the hand is the visible part of the brain, which I think is really interesting to think about. Hand is a visible part of the brain. I, I don't quite understand it. Maybe he's a very deep well, philosopher. It's like in terms of in terms of that's our brains working, what we're thinking, how we're how we're what we're intending to do. Our hands give a lot of that away, right? Okay, okay yeah, I see what you mean. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And the next And the next one who said, um, and this is a very nice, the next last quote, um, you cannot shake hands with a clenched fist. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. Yes. Well, Cruz, I'm, I'm really sorry. I think the reception is sort of dropping in and out. We'll leave it um, here and I look forward to more chats with you uh, next week. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Take care, Cruzy. Happy Bye. New Year. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the common room.